0: Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030.
1: We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. If you want to create impact, a lot of people think you need to come from ultra high net background, you need to belong to a wealthy family, or so on and so but I completely disagree. I think Every individual, 7 billion people living on this planet have to come together to create a better world. It's not just you or me or this people who attend Unleash or people who just are working. I think it's going to be all of them coming together. Everybody can create impact. The only thing you need is just to figure out a model where you can basically work at the intersection of business and purpose. If you can do that, then I think it's going to be a very meaningful and amazing life.
0: STG Talks community, what's going on? Today we have an awesome conversation with Prateek Guri, who is a serial social entrepreneur, investor, public speaker, and writer committed to making the world a better place by creating the fifth industrial revolution. We're going to hear about the company he works for now called the Fifth Element Group, who is helping to facilitate this fifth industrial revolution by working with brands to amplify their brand warmth by unlocking millions of dollars for social causes using the shared language of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. We'll hear about some of the successes and failures that Pratik has had being a social entrepreneur over the years, and some insights and suggestions he has for all of you. Hope you all enjoy. Talk to you soon,
1: Pratik. How are you doing today? Doing well, Kevin. Been a long time since I saw you in China. So, and things have absolutely turned upside down. So, really excited to catch up and know what you're up to.
0: Yeah, man, world's changed a little bit. And this SDG Talks podcast has been a a nice outlook for, for James and myself to talk to fellow change makers like you who are day in, day out hustling for the SDGs, whether it's for you know SDG one to S D G seventeen. And I've really enjoyed seeing some of the recent media and some of the press that you've been in and and I've heard and been researching about this whole idea of this fifth industrial revolution i've seen and heard different takes on it but i'd love to know about who you are and some of the some of the work you do within your day job as well as sort of what does this fifth industrial revolution actually mean
1: yeah thanks kevin for that question i think it's very pertinent, specifically because of the times you're in and i think i've been talking about the fifth industrial revolution for a long time and I've been trying to do uh, create it since I was uh, 16 years old. So it's been a decade, but I started chatting about it since three years. But I think COVID is now going to expedite our progress from the fourth industrial revolution to the fifth industrial revolution. So what exactly fifth in- industrial revolution? And exactly. So you will see a lot of people talking different things. But what I've been talking about since a long time now has been if you can actually use technologies which you created in the fourth industrial revolution, which are basically Artificial intelligence, internet of things, blockchain, 3D printing, and so on and so forth. You know, if you can use these frontier technologies to help humanity and to save humanity and to, you know, ensure progress of humanity, I call it the fifth industrial revolution. So there are a lot of facets to the fifth industrial revolution. So, you know, a lot of people actually, a lot of uh, people and companies, and I'm talking about fortune hundreds and fortune 500s talk about profits and they think and it's been a long conversation with at world economic forum davos as well that profits and purpose or profits and impact cannot go together so i heard it when i was 16 years old when i was young i heard a lot of people telling me if you want to make profits or if you want to hit a lot of revenues or if you want to be a billionaire or whatever whatever then don't think of purpose don't think of impact because impact is not for profit and for profit is you know, If you want to give returns to stakeholders and stuff, then just focus on building companies which end up giving more money to stakeholders. But what I've kind of established and kind of proven in the last decade through various of my startups, to various companies, is that profits and impact can go hand in hand. And if you basically focus on impact and purpose, you can actually amplify your profits, so you will get more profits. And that, again, is a big component of the fifth industrial revolution. Now... I happen to run the India subsidiary of Fifth Element Group, which is a global impact management consultancy. I'm sure you guys have heard of some good news, which became a global news phenomena by the celebrity actor, John Krasinski. So if you see some good news, you know, there's 10 to 11 minute videos. So we help basically mobilize dollars like marketing dollars and CSR dollars from PepsiCo and Starbucks towards restaurant associations, and this is all emits in the last couple of months in COVID. Now, when we do that, actually, it helps increase brand warmth of our brand. So, brand warmth is a term which 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 we use to be, which has forty two different indicators to tell you how the brand proceeds in the mind of a consumer. Even when you're doing impact, right? Even when you're donating dollars, you still get an amplified warmth of brand. Now there are $2 trillion of marketing dollars, which are spent by Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies in a year. Imagine if those dollars can go to impact and those dollars can help solve social problems using the shared language of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. You know, so using dollars for health, for education, for gender equality, for climate, and so on and so forth, which also increases brand warmth of the brand. We will actually be able to use marketing to create social impact and that's what we've been doing so i told you one campaign about with john krasinski the other campaign is you know we helped take rb which is a record which is a, a multi-billion dollar fortune 500 company based out of london we basically took their india harpic mission pani pani is by the way a hindi word for water so they're running a big water conservation campaign we took them to world economic forum davos in january earlier this year and we again proved that if you spend dollars, if you spend money on social impact, you can get an amplified brand warrant. And so, you know, so that's what I'm saying. So you can basically create traffic on the bridge, create traffic on the bridge between KPI-based performance and SDG-aligned impact. And that's, again, fifth industrial revolution. So KPIs is key performance indicators. So if you want to hit more revenue, sales, whatever you want to hit. And the, on the other side, you can you know, focus on impact, single on, say, three or four of the SDGs, and create traffic, you will get more revenues, you will get more profits, and you will also create a uh, create a lot of impact. And that's, again, fifth industrial revolution. So with COVID, that's what I say, I think it's going to, the post-COVID world, we can't do business as the way it used to be, I mean, once, even when COVID settles down. So it is going to expedite our progress from fourth to the fifth industrial revolution. And I think if I were to sum it up in one line, humans and machines are going to now dance together, metaphorically, not literally, but humans and machines are now going to dance together after COVID settles down, And that is going to help us transition into the fifth industrial revolution
0: completely agree that the world will never be the same. And we need to use this as an opportunity to not look back and try and go back to what it was, but actually try and find ways to use this as a a chance to exponentially move forward. So I, I couldn't agree more on that. And one, one thing that resonated throughout my head when you were talking, and I've heard this word online and seen in some of the press is the whole idea of Omni wins, where you had mentioned that a lot of times profit and impact and in the whole triple bottom line, sometimes it was taboo to think that could come together. What is the definition of an omni win, and, and how is it that businesses and nonprofits and people can work to create more omni wins within their daily life and in business?
1: Yeah, so sure. So again, a very valid question. Thank you for asking. So omni wins, as you can see, the word says it's a win-win-win between all stakeholders. I personally feel that if four or five stakeholders are coming together for any sort of activation literally magic can be produced like i'm talking literally and how can we make it happen it's going to be through omnivents and that is going to be the way forward for four fifth industrial revolution and also post covid what are omnivents basically so i you know started a not for profit about 9 years back and i discovered that not for profits are just meant to create impact and that's what the definition was supposed to be. Fortune 500 companies or the big ones have just focused on profits. The governments think that they just want to engage citizens and give them a better, even I'm talking about democracies like India, they want to, they want to actually help the citizens, to so help the people. And ultra high net worth or philanthropists or billionaires or celebrities have idly again focused on spending their money Either by donating dollars or investing in technology or internet startups and making more money. I personally have seen in the last decade that OmniWinds can actually help all these stakeholders. And I've been, what I've been trying to do, what I've been focused on is bringing four stakeholders together. One, number one, Fortune 500 companies. Number two, government. Number three, ultra high net worth individuals or family offices or billionaires or celebrities. And number four, social entrepreneurs or not for profit leaders. And as I, again, as I just said before, I will repeat magic is produced when these four come together. And I've seen that I have been able to run campaigns at scale. And trust me, when these four come together, not only these four stakeholders win it's people of the world, six to 7 billion people who win. And that's what the ultimate goal is. And by the way, when you do all of this, everybody's winning. Everybody's making profits. Everybody's hitting good KPIs and everybody's creating impact. And most importantly, it's good for the people because people are happy because they are getting to lead more abundant lives. So if you talk about any campaign around water or sanitation or education or gender equality or climate or solar or wind, whatever, if you can bring these four parties together it's just beautiful to see uh, the magic unfold once these come together. And I've been, and I've tried to do that in, in a lot of convenings. And I think when we met in Unleash, I think we had a great chat about this where I was just telling you how cool it was to see in a room at Unleash, some people representing the government, some people representing uh, not-for-profits and, um, you know, the uh, social enterprises and some people obviously being impact investors and some people being social entrepreneurs. Um, So if if you can bring these four together, it's awesome. I completely agree.
0: I I love that term magic where you just have people in the room and you can just feel that buzz. And that was one thing that I loved about the Unleash experience and the Unleash community where sometimes when I'm, let's say, with my family or with some of my best friends, they'll be like, oh, here's Kevin on a soapbox talking about water again. But when we're at Unleash or you're with some of these other people in the room, kind of all in our figurative soapbox in really working together to find ways to break down these barriers and to, to create these changes. And to me, that's something that is the epitome of this podcast as well, to encourage people who are within this community, but also people who are outside of this community to think about where it's not impossible for you to, at any point in your life, to start making a change or to start doing something to, to trying to help other people.
1: Yeah. And I'm so grateful for your works, by the way. And thanks. This is going to democratize the entire um, democratic inspiration and help people actually take uh, build careers or take careers of social impact. Because when I was, uh, as I said, when I was 16, I uh, started my first startup in the education space. And I always thought, I am always going to run purpose startups and I'm also going to make money out of it. So it's not going to be, both of them have to go together. And if you want to create impact, a lot of people think you need to come from ultra high net worth backgrounds. You need to belong to a wealthy family or so on and so forth. I completely disagree. I think every individual, 7 billion people living on this planet have to come together to create a better world. It's not just you or me or this. People who attend Unleash or people who just are working, I think it's going to be all of them coming together. Everybody can create impact. The only thing you need is just to figure out a model where you can basically work at the intersection of business and purpose. If you can do that, then I think it's going to be a very meaningful and amazing life.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I think now that we have the internet, the internet is an equalizer in so many things, breaking down the middleman, where if if you have a good enough voice and you want to sing the SoundCloud, if you... Are a good enough dancer or you a good enough uh, performer or whatever it may be? there's so many means with you know the cell phone in my hand that I'm holding. you can make a substantial change and connect to people in ways and, and not have to deal with gatekeepers unlike any way anything in the past and I think that's that's a good message for everyone where it doesn't matter your age it doesn't matter your your skin color, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter the wealth you come from. If you have good intentions and you can't and you have desires to help others, it's good to try on air. And I'm sure as you you being a startup entrepreneur in certain ways, there's been a lot of different successes and failures. And maybe that might be a good example of if you have any examples or insights about maybe a failure that you had or an obstacle that you encountered and then maybe what you learned from it and, and not letting it you stop you, but motivating you further.
1: Oh, I've had, I mean, I can think I have so many failures. (laughs) So, and I think it started as I started my entrepreneurial journey. So, you know, nobody in my family, actually, to be very honest, I'm talking about my parents, nobody wanted me to be an entrepreneur. They were very happy with me working with Fortune 100 brands and, you know, working in um, good jobs, etc. So when I I told them about impact, and I'm talking a lot of people in India face, and I'm sure a lot of people across the world face this. When you start a career and if you started early and young, then the biggest challenge that I faced personally was that it takes you time to break even. It takes you time to start making money. It takes you time to go to a level where you can actually make more money than a job or even equal to a job or it might be less, but it's a purposeful life. It's a beautiful life. And and that journey actually teaches you so much more than I think the lessons that I learned in two years of entrepreneurship, I don't think a job could have taught me in even 10 years. And I'm not kidding. And those, those lessons, basically when you apply that in your next startup or the same, you can make crazy money. So I, when I started, you know, when you talk about failures, I started my first company, I failed it in one and a half years. And my parents said, Oh, look, we told you it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, yeah, but you don't, I, I won't give up. And I started immediately again. And I think, I was successful in it and I ended up selling my first startup when I was 21. So, uh, that was, that was something which that got, and then again, so that was successful. Then again, I started another company and now I'm running eight startups. So it's like, you know, some fail, some do well, but that's how life is, right? Like you learn I mean, and I think Kevin, one thing which I think the audience would, uh, would should appreciate is, is the fact that entrepreneurs learn more from failures than they learn from successes. And those failures actually help you become a better individuals. And by the way, I have one line, which I say every, in every public speech I go, if somebody asks me, startups can fail, but entrepreneurs never fail. So I might have, have had failed startups, but as an individual that made me learn so much and that made me so perseverant, that taught me basic things in life, right? Like perseverance and determination and passion. And you know, building teams and, uh, and whatnot—like it is just an—it's ama- just a beautiful experience of having of building a company. And I think it, it teaches you so much. So well said. And
0: myself, being a, a social entrepreneur, I've had a couple different roadblocks. Had some times of success and times where I feel like I'm doing well, and then sometimes where I'm pulling my hair out, questioning whether it's questioning self worth or just wondering if I even know what I'm doing. But I think when you have that north star of knowing that. If you are trying to help others and bring value to others, it's okay to change your mind and and pivot and try different things and fail here and try something new. So that's something I need to can, keep reminding myself as well as knowing that even though sometimes we feel like we're in a rush, life is long and you do need to have patience with certain things. So I love the, was the John Wooden quote, be quick but don't be in a hurry. Where you need to be yeah. fast and having these micro micro failures and, and try things daily, but also know that anything worth wanting does take time and it's not just going to happen overnight. And if, if you expect it just to open up after three months, even 12 months, you know, there are some things that do, but you, you're going to, you got to definitely make sure that you're in for the long haul. And as long as you got that North star of believing in yourself and knowing you're helping and being a guide to others, then you can get through it.
1: Exactly. hundred percent. agreed. So,
0: bring it back to unleash really quick i uh loved actually not only the entire experience but some of the different projects and i know some people are still pursuing the projects some are not i I'm, I'm actually with my group still working on ours in a in a few ways but yours was actually the winner of SDG6 if i recall poopit yeah could you uh give us a little bit of an update or just tell us what is what is poopit how did it come to be and and sort of, what's the the thinking behind Pupit?
1: Yeah, so it basically, you know, we had an amazing team, and I think everybody was amazing. But and again, it was an omni win uh, within our team because we had somebody from representing the government and somebody uh, who's a social entrepreneur on the ground. And and I've already had a um, kind of thinking, would this idea be funded, right? Like would it, like thinking from an impact investing standpoint. And, and then we came up with this idea called Poop It. It's a funny name, but we basically designed a card to address the problem, a poop card, basically, like a credit card to address the problem that people still openly defecate in the open and they do it because they just feel it's okay to openly defecate in the open. And it's just, uh, it's just hard to bring about a behavioral change, right? So, you know, to get that behavioral change going, we just, Thought it, it's, it'll be cool to have a poop card. And let me tell you the cool thing. Again, this poop card would, would have omni wins across sectors. It will have fortune 500 companies because this poop card is going to be used by people who probably are not using fast moving consumer good products, right? They're not using products from Unilever or Procter or, uh, you know, um, or Marico or all these big fortune 100 FMCGs. So we decided. That these poop cards will be sponsored by these fast moving consumer good companies because they're going to give them access to untapped markets, which they cannot reach through a television or a print or a radio or whatever. So these poop cards will actually, every time say, You're Kevin, you go, you know, you poop, you come back, you accumulate points. And, you know, once you accumulate a certain set of points, you can redeem it for a freebie from Unilever. So that will basically give you acts that will not only you know, create a behavioral change in your mind that, oh, you know, like pooping in a, in a safe, hygienic environment is way better than pooping in the open, but it will also give you freebie. So you through the freebie, you will end up going to toilets. You will start using toilets. You will be more hygienic. That will bring about a change in the change in India and the world. And then also it will give, and it'll be, so it'll be a win-win model. Again, as I was telling you, so it's not like, it, we are not relying on grants uh, we're not. We don't have to go to uh, for a, or go for a philanthropy grant. It's like a proper business model, social entrepreneurship model, which is going to be a win-win for every stakeholder involved. So the FMCG companies would be funding it just because they are getting to market it. So they're going to be spending marketing dollars, not even CSR dollars, right? So yeah, that was the model.
0: I liked it because we have to, in certain ways, when we're addressing some of these large social impact social issues, we can't be thinking about it with traditional based mindsets and sometimes we need to have a completely complete overhaul and and maybe kind of dramatic approach to try and address the solution and in the sense some people humans in a lot of ways are driven by economic economics so if you can provide some economic incentive to get them to practice better hygiene then you've got a big opportunity to actually make tangible change as well as drive Collaboration and create those omni wins with some of those other big fast moving consumer goods. So I thought it was crazy enough to work. And and I appreciate the whole concept and, and definitely hope to see it come to life in different places around the world. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much.
0: So, um, as we're wrapping up here, I'd love to kind of get some of your final thoughts on what are maybe some kind of final suggestions or kind of notes of recommendations that you would give to fellow aspiring SDG unleashers or pe- people that love trying to make a social impact or people that are social aspiring social entrepreneur any sort of final thoughts or insights that you would give them
1: yeah number one don't worry about what the society says do what you really love and you will and and just don't give up I think uh, just just stay put at it if you know that your idea will work keep testing it and if you think that consumers are ready to buy their idea just go ahead with it and don't think that if one investor says no to your idea, your idea is bad. Just keep going at it and ultimately people will believe in it. So people will only believe in you if you believe in yourself. I think that's the biggest, biggest lesson that I've learned in entrepreneurship and specifically in social entrepreneurship, because you're and and don't get bogged down by by so many things that you're doing. Right. So it can just it can just boggle your head a lot of times because you're doing so much and you're like Oh, I'm not. I mean, just be calm and composed and believe in yourself. And, uh, you know, until you dream the impossible, you cannot actually achieve it. And, and dreams do come true. So just just dream big and and just stay fit at it. And we need a lot of dreamers in the whole world to make the impossible possible. And we need to change the world. So, you know, all the fellow unleashers and all SPG advocates, you know, a lot of power to you guys and we all together uh, change the world.
0: Really enjoyed your insight, your passion, and just the hearing about all that you've done in this this short amount of time in this world. It inspires me, fires me up. I'm excited to see the the fifth gener- fifth industrial revolution happen in our lifetime, and I want to do anything possible to help make that happen. So, from behalf of myself and the entire SDG Talks community, thank you, and I'm really excited to see what's next in store for you.
1: Thank you so much. It was such an honor and privilege to to and it's, it's just a great initiative. Thank you so much. Of course, fan, Thank you.
0: SDG Talks community, I hope you all enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed creating it. Being a fellow social entrepreneur, there's times where I find myself banging my head against the wall and unsure of what direction I'm doing. But whether we like to agree or admit it or not, we often learn more from our failures than we do our successes. That was a big takeaway as well as the idea of omni wins. Try and look for those ways where you can create win-win-win-wins, whether it's between the end users, the community, the local charities, the local business, big business. There's always ways to create win-wins. No longer does profit have to come at the expense of impact. I challenge you all to think of new ways to create that impact and continue to follow Pratik. Look at the links in the bio and hope you all have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleashed the United Nations community.
1: The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.